Entrepreneur Podcast with your hosts, Miranda and Razi, a podcast for both new and established estheticians to learn and grow your business. So let's get this shit started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to talk about everything about microneedling, stem cells, how to do the treatment. Basically, just a little bit of background and some questions that one of the estheticians asked us. She's also my friend, by the way, Anna. She was like, I have a lot of questions. Can you please just answer them? I'm yes. like, sure, just throw it my way. So we're going to talk about microneedling and stem cells today. How do you feel about it? Is it a good topic? Yeah, I love microneedling. Microneedling is one of my favorite treatments because Me too. there's like no better treatment than the treatments that force your body to do things for you. And that's what microneedling literally does. It forces your body to do all the great things for you. So it's 100% holistic and you get great results from it. Microneedling and dermaplaning, uh, not dermaplaning, chemical peel. Yeah. are those two are my favorite go-to treatments where people ask me like hey what should I get done I'm like if you really want to get something done and want to get the ROI from your money yeah go for the microneedling with chemical peels especially it's pretty much all that me and you do yeah on our on ourselves I should say <laughs> mostly on my clients too I don't think so I have Actually. a client who I wouldn't do a peel or even if it's like a mild peel I'll still go with something that is effective I mean, yeah Cause I'm I like, you know, tell people, cause when people are like, Oh, you know, your skin's so good. Like I want my skin to look like your skin, whatever. I'm like microneedling and chemical peels and yeah. home care, yeah. but microneedling and chemical peels. That's really the only treatments I do on my yeah. skin. So let's start out by talking about what microneedling is, which yeah. microneedling is essentially collagen induction therapy. It helps to keep your cells turning over. It can help with scarring, pigmentation, fine lines, wrinkles, really anything and everything that you might have a concern with, microneedling can probably yeah. address it. So what we're doing is we're creating controlled injuries by needling your skin. Everywhere that we have a wound, yeah. your body's going to go in and fill that wound up with all of the good things, collagen and elastin, and move your cells and give you that beautiful skin yeah. underneath. Yes. Uh, microneedling is one of the most effective treatments, I would say, in the market that can help you regenerate and recreate new skin cells and that's what it actually does the whole concept of microneedling is causing micro injuries tiny controlled micro injuries mm -hmm. think of it as of like having a cut in your hand yeah. what happens your body has the ability to heal that you don't have to do anything your white blood cells so many other cells are in the in the body that actually goes and starts like creating new skin cells to rebuild that area now when you do a controlled micro injury what happens is that you're creating so many channels for those cells to actually start communicating, creating new skin cells. And what ends up happening is that you're getting rid of the old scar cells and you're creating new healthier cells. Mm -hmm. So the way I tell people is that microneedling is the same like if you get a, get a cut in your hand yeah. and your body just heals it. That's what we're trying to do. We're causing micro injuries in the specific area where there's a scar, where there's pigmentation, where right. there's lines or wrinkles. And we tell the skin cells to, hey, come on, let's start working and create yeah. new skin cells. We're forcing our body into the wound healing phase. What I want you to understand about microneedling is 
is also the three different phases of wound healing. The first is your inflammatory, and the second is proliferative, and then the third is maturation phase. In each three phases, there is something happening in your skin cells. The first phase is the inflammation, which right after you do the microneedling, what do you see? Inflammation, right. redness, right. bleeding, pin sometimes pinpoint bleeding. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go in depth about the bleeding associated with microneedling, if it's effective or not, in later questions, yeah. but... Keep in mind that the first stage is the inflammatory phase. It takes about three days for the skin to stay inflamed, where basically the blood clots are happening and you're also having new skin cells getting ready to be formed. The second stage is your proliferative phase. In that stage, what happens is that a lot of like stem cells and growth factors and all of them are communicating with each other that, hey, yeah. there's a wound there and we need to go and repair that area. So when that's when the proliferative phase happens. And it lasts about from day five till day 20th or day 14th of uh, your post-treatment. And after that is the maturation phase. That's why microneedling, when people do it at home, is not effective as much as when you do it concisely in the treatment right. room and derma rollers don't work. is because you're causing extra excessive injury and skin immediately does not respond that well. The whole point of the treatment is to have very concise and precise dermal injury into the right. skin. So the third phase is like maturation, which stays from six months to up to two years. That's why I say that when you get a microneedling done, you're not just getting it done and seeing results immediately. You're going to keep seeing results with time, especially if you do have some knowledge about like wound healing, you would understand why the results are not instant. Yeah. So explaining these three phases would really make sense that why am I not seeing results right away after getting microneed? Right. It just explains itself because it's just going to take six to uh, six months to like 12 months, sometimes two years for new skin cells to form and replace those old skin cells and maybe just uh, get rid of those wrinkles and right. fine lines. And a lot of people have the concept of like, oh, um, a lot of resurfacing treatments are thinning your skin. It doesn't it actually thickens the dermis because it induces more collagen and elasticity. So yeah. it basically helps uh, with your skin to be thicker, firmer, tighter, and like more plumpier. Yeah. That's what it does. You're producing new healthy skin cells yes. and getting rid of the old ones that just shouldn't be there anymore anyways. Yeah. See, these are the exact, the way you explain things from your point of view or like your background, your knowledge is so good compared to what I do. Like I can <laughs> tell people... <laughs> what's going to happen and what to expect but like I'm so bad at breaking it down um and using like the words that you use it's like even though they might not know what that word means but then the way that yeah. you explain it is so good it actually helps me honestly when I'm explaining it this way it it kind of like drills everything back in my brain yeah. and when repeatedly when I do the same thing it makes it more sense and it allows me to understand the treatments better yeah but I mean like I also do have a medical background that's why I mean wound he healing is something we have studied way more in depth in surgical yeah. tech school like it's not even compared to what I study in like the aesthetic school maybe that could one of be the reasons explaining it to the client sometimes even if they don't understand I feel like they would have an idea what I'm talking about yeah. so and I try to use a lot of like weird analogies and stuff yeah. but I just try to explain it to them that this is what I'm trying to say this is how it's gonna right. work and it does help to set up those expectations again yeah like we've talked about before yeah, because I have had a lot of people complaining. I've got five microneedling sessions. I never saw results. Yeah. I, I don't look 15 again. And <laughs> you know <laughs> why? But another thing is that, what was the needle depth? 
yeah needle depth also does matter a lot sure. and also um how many sessions like when you did the sessions did you use any stem cells with it yeah what were you expecting did you take any before and after pictures like pictures really makes a what big difference mm-hmm. <laughs> aftercare matters a lot and yeah. also there's other things that people don't understand when it comes to wound healing is the age we talked about it in a previous episode yeah. as well yeah. it's the age your diet your lifestyle uh your genetic uh also if you're smoking if you're drinking yeah. what are you doing like all of those things really do make a big difference so yeah and there are some things that you'll see right away like for me whenever i do needling the first thing i'm noticing is like my pores just look so nice my mm-hmm. skin tone is like looking so glowing looks so evened out those are things that you do notice like really pretty quickly but if you're really looking for that collagen production do keep your yeah. bodies <laughs> processed and like we're not doing magic over here so what's the difference between micro channeling and micro needling they're actually the same shit <laughs> it's <Surprise>! just <laughs> yeah it's the same thing um just a brand decides that oh we want to be different so they're like oh let's call this micro channeling that's what my understanding is but there's another reason they do that when you do microneedling the traditional microneedling we basically are dragging the needle on the face like gliding it with serum hyaluronic serum or stem cells but when you're doing micro channeling the way they described is that because it is a stamping method we are not dragging the needle on the face instead you're stretching the skin and then stamp one area 10 times and overlap 50% and then do another stamping. So when you do see me doing microneedling versus microchanneling, they both are going to look a little different. They have the same concept. The concept is to cause micro injuries into the skin, increase collagen induction, and also basically it's uh, making the skin go through the wound healing phases. That's all it is. But the difference between them is how the devices are made and how they operate. That's why they're different. And the reason I prefer microchanneling over microneedling is the downtime. Yeah. The whole goal is to get an advanced treatment and does not even look like you got any advanced treatment done. Like I don't want to go out and explain people that yeah. I got a chemical peel or I got microneedling. We need quick turnarounds here. We got yeah. busy lives. Yeah, quick. Something that would be efficient, that would be easy. And that's why ProCell is a lot different than many other skin pens because they're it's just it increases it decreases the downtime. And when you have less uh, injuries into the skin and very concise injury, specifically in that area where it's needed, you're basically targeting the issue and you're not creating extra injury that is not even needed. Yeah. So that's why ProCell is a lot different than any other pens that I've ha- I've seen. Yeah. I've used skin pen in the past. I've also got uh, microneedling done with the radio frequency Vivace, but I still prefer ProCell. I can do ProCell every month and still be completely fine i can do yeah. pro cell and tomorrow i can go to a wedding or a party or whatever and my skin is looking fine unless like i'm combining the chemical peel with <laughs> yeah, it that's a different a days. yeah then you'd need a couple more days because it's just a little too advanced other than that your skin is gonna feel completely fine yeah i do agree with that as well I've, i'm preferring pro cell over standard needling pens myself i've been treated with both many times and when i get treated with a standard needling pen i look insane Okay. Insane. Like, I have just gotten a a pot of boiling water dumped on my face. It's bad. Okay. I still have, like, scarring in some areas from when I did get treated with a standard pen. That's not going to happen to everybody, you guys. Take that with a grain of salt. But I do have some scarring, like, from different areas, especially, like, right under my chin in this area. Yeah. Um, And with ProCell, 
It's not the case. I'm like pink. I'm my skin's very dramatic for one. So if you see me looking weird, it doesn't mean that's gonna happen to you. Like some people's skin is just very dramatic. And I'm just like, you know, pink, red for the day, and then the next day I wake up and I'm like back to normal. Yeah, same thing is with me. Like I when I do get the ProCell treatment, microchanneling, it's very concise and I can I have like but better control over the injury because yeah. I'm just like stamping. The, you can try to glide the needle, but honestly, you're just creating extra yeah. injury. Don't do it. And if you <laughs> want to do the same thing with your microneedling pens, you can, but the only downside is that the needle pens and the other uh, yeah. pens they're very small the tips so, so the tip small. yeah tips is so small so it's going to take you way longer yeah. to get the treatments done with ProCell the only difference is that the tip head is like extremely big yeah. so you can actually just get the skin done within an hour like I can get done with the treatment within an hour so yeah. including numbing and masking or whatever yeah. else we do at the end yeah so that's why I personally prefer ProCell microchanneling if there is another company like ProCell you want to do it please go ahead yeah. It doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't have to be ProCell, but as long as you're using stamping method, you would yeah. see much more benefits. That's what I was about to say too. Like, just go for the stamping method. I mean, try them both out if you want to, but the stamping method, it's just better. Yeah. It's much better and you're much concise. increasing your chance of injury. And, yeah. And excessive inflammation or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Scratching and scarring, all that stuff that nobody I've does. actually even noticed that when you do like... Um, microneedling standard microneedling and you apply a chemical peel afterwards and you do like a peel combination yeah. you can actually see the scratches on the skin but oh versus gosh. when we do the pro cell and we do the microneedling on top of it you can see like tiny holes in your skin like like very you know tiny what? i'm gonna pull up a picture of me getting um standard needling done and we'll compare maybe we can attach it to the video that we post on instagram for this okay or something i'm gonna yeah. pull it up I, yeah it. that would be a good idea i think it would be really nice to see that uh, because i feel like ProCell is much better personally like i was so conflicted between going with uh skin pen or going versus like with the ProCell. yeah and even though personally, if ProCell anybody is hearing, I hate the the look of the pen. I really do not. It looks like a freaking so gun. I'm about to like shoot somebody yeah. in the head. It, um, heavy. it is. Yeah. I I think they came up with a new pen style or something. I haven't got that one. Yeah. But um, I just personally, I'm not a big fan of their design. But when it comes to the performance, I absolutely love yeah. it. Yeah. And you yeah. can do the treatments pretty quickly too. So you just deal with it. Okay. So does microneedling, microchanneling hurt. This is going to be different for everybody because everybody's pain tolerance is different. However, just numb your client when it comes down to it. And then they're going to be super comfortable. They're going to sit still. You're going to be able to get through the treatment easier, quicker, and they're going to want to come back and do it again. So for yeah. me and Razia, like we do this without numbing to each other because yeah. it doesn't really bother us. Um, personally, I don't find it to be that uncomfortable. So I would rather just skip the numbing and just do it. However, when it comes to my clients I always numb my clients we want them to be the most comfortable that they can be and once you throw that numbing on it's just smooth sailing if you don't have a medical director where you can get the uh, benzocaine lidocaine and tetracaine combination uh, for the numbing cream please go ahead and get the Zensa get some numbing cream whether you're getting it from a medical director or not 
it's going to make a huge difference. It's just going to make everything more enjoyable. And it's going to yeah. make your job easier, too. We don't need people squirming on our tables. They do that. Yeah. And sometimes people are not good with numbing either. I've had, yeah. like, we had one client who just did not yeah. like like numbing at all. Yeah, some people don't numb. It's rare, but yeah. some people, like, physically just cannot numb. That could also be because they have some underlying medical conditions. So if you the find numbing somebody doesn't work that doesn't numb, um, do ask them further questions because... There may be some things you need to know yeah. as well. If you want to increase the efficacy of the numbing, uh, what I would do is that numb your client. And if you do have an LED light, just throw them under the LED light. Yeah. It really does uh, make the treatment time less. So when I numb my clients, I always put the LED red light therapy on them and just let them lay there for 15 minutes. And it beautifully like cooks their skin. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that since you beautifully um, suggested their it. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> it does work really well. And they're getting some red light therapy out of it. And yeah. red light therapy is always good. Just okay, let them know, hey, good. this is complimentary. I'm yeah. throwing this in. I'm not at all doing this to cut down my treatment time. This is for you. <laughs> <laughs> if a client is listening to this, come on. <laughs> we are grilling ourselves. <laughs> we are. No, it's, it really is beneficial for both people, right? Because yeah. they are getting um, a nice LED treatment and we are making better use of our time. So it's a plus yeah plus on both sides make it more efficient that's that's what i talk about like just make it more efficient as much as you can make the treatment efficient the better results you're going to see and when your timing is less i mean time is money man come on like you want to you don't want to sit with a client for like three hours doing their treatment so and clients don't want to sit and numb for 30 minutes either like what are they supposed to do twiddle their thumbs while they lay on your bed yeah and they can't even like use their phone or anything or they're just laying there yeah it's boring I have a problem. If I lay on somebody's bed and there's nothing going on, I would fall asleep or I would get so bored. I would yeah, want to get up and walk like around. Fancy. How many sessions do you recommend? I always say start with three. three yeah. Honestly, I have done it every month. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you can get it done every month, please go ahead. Yeah. But when it comes to how many sessions somebody needs, what I would tell my client is when they ask me, how many sessions do I need? I say, depends on how quick your wounds are going to heal. Yeah. Depends on how deep the uh, the scarring is or the wrinkles are. It also depends how your body responds to it. Yeah. So I don't know. It can take up to three to four sessions to see results. It can take up to 12 sessions. I cannot guarantee. But what I would suggest is to start with at least four sessions. This is my minimum. Like we do four sessions. They see beautiful results. And then I tell them that let's start coming back every two to three months and let's do one session yeah i made a video on tiktok about like at least three times a year you should get microneedling and someone was like why just three times because not everybody can afford it first of all second of all clients um cannot be consistent with this treatment since it's very like advanced so it is good to like start them with like three to four sessions and then keep telling them hey if you're seeing results let's continue doing more i personally for preventative reasons if i'm not getting thinking to get fillers or anything done i want to do microneedling led red light therapy as often as i can to keep inducing collagen keep in mind you're losing collagen every year as you grow older you're losing collagen so that's going to happen but if you are getting an advanced treatment you're actually triggering those wound healing responses and helping your skin to form new skin cells induce collagen increase elasticity so why not and if you are just doing it as a way to give your skin a little extra and just keep up that collagen production and you don't have intense scarring or deep scarring or pigmentation that you're trying to lift you might not need it as often you might yeah you might not care but for somebody that's really trying to do something corrective you're going to want to be on a little bit more of a stricter schedule and yeah get on it nothing wrong with getting fillers done but keep in mind that the results are not permanent 
minute, the filler okay. is going to shift. Instead, if you want to get microneedling done, you're you're basically preventing knee, uh, my, uh, wrinkles and fine lines. Yeah. The whole goal is to prevent something. Why are you even like trying to fix something if you can prevent it? Right. Let's not even go there. Let's not yeah. even make the wrinkles or fine lines to happen. Yeah. Same thing with acne. Let's get started with the boot camp so you don't even have to worry about getting microneedlings done. Yeah. You still like would need it. Yeah. Yeah, you still totally. would need the microneedling, but you might not need 12 sessions. You probably right. might need three sessions and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Microneedling is also a preventative treatment. Yeah. Uh, preventing your wrinkles, fine lines, scarring. It normalizes uh, sebum production. Not just that, it is also very effective for rosacea. I have a book that I suggest every esthetician who wants to do dermal needling to study that. It's called The Concise Guide to Dermal Needling by Dr. Lance Setterfeld. It's, yeah, it's that one. We're literally looking at yeah. it right now. It has Setterfield or Setterfeld. I don't know. I sometimes butcher names. But this book is very in-depth in medical terms. It's going to explain a lot of things. It's going to talk about why it's effective for rosacea, how it can be effective yeah. for hair growth, how it can be effective for wrinkles. So do get this book. It's really going to help you understand the science behind microneedling. So what is the downtime for getting microneedling or microchanneling? So I always tell everybody to really account for downtime, like off the bat that you're going to visibly see anywhere 24 to 72 hours is what I tell people as far as redness, swelling, the only discomfort you're going to experience, maybe some of that heat that you're feeling that like windburn, sunburn feeling 24 to 72 hours. After that, your skin is still having downtime that you might not actually see. So do still keep an account, you know, seven to 14 days afterwards. Be good to your skin, nourish it. Don't go home and throw a bunch of acids on or exfoliate in that first week. Just oh no, do not do that, please. On up. Use your gentle cleansers. Be nice to it. Yes. Give it some time, even when you're not seeing that redness anymore or the inflammation. Your skin is still healing. We did great yeah. wounds. So again, that's why I like Procell. You see redness or inflammation for next 48 hours max and it's very mild and of course in some people it's a little more when I do it I don't have that many red undertones so I don't actually see that much redness yeah, but when you, when you do it when you do it you can see it but still like it's very minimal it's not that much yeah. um, and when you are doing these treatments keep in mind that you don't need to make your clients bleed yeah. That's not, that's one thing I want to touch base on yeah. because I learned it from the book as well. It talks about that, why it's important not to make the skin bleed a lot because when you're bleeding, you're basically poking all those vessels and you don't need to yeah. do that. You actually need enough depth that can uh, make the skin look like little sunburn. And that's about it. You should have very mild pinpoint bleeding. Very yeah. mild. That actually would go away immediately. That's pinpoint what my thing is. Pinpoint bleeding is totally normal. Yeah. When we say pinpoint, we mean like pinpoint bleeding. Very tiny. Yeah, very slight. You can wipe it off. It's going to stop bleeding within. Right away. Yeah, within a few seconds. Yeah. First of all, you should never be taking clients who do have blood clotting disorder. So just make sure you're not taking clients that would have any kind of like blood clotting disorder. Because if they right. do bleed a lot then it's going to be an issue. They will bleed so much and the bleeding does not stop immediately and you would need a coagulant for it. And that's not our scope of practice. So please just be right. very careful for yeah. that. I don't even think we touched on that yet. So that was a good point to bring up. 
because really yeah. we say like almost anybody can be a great candidate for microneedling and really that is true but if you do have those things going on then you want to be a little more cautious yeah. and mindful of it and also when it comes to contraindications I wouldn't take uh, I wouldn't go too much in depth in the needle depth with a client who has keloid issue that yeah. is another thing you have to keep in mind so that's why it's like really 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 important that you do not do needling in depth with them i would never do that because i don't want anybody to develop scarring and for yeah. them to have like keloids on their face and then they have to go get kenalog injections and all of that yeah, it's... you don't want to cause new problems yeah let's not do yeah. that so just be very careful that's why your consultation is there you have to do a proper in-depth consultation ask mm-hmm. them about their health history about any contraindications that can cause any issues so you prevent yeah any kind of like problems always make sure on your intake forms that there is a question um, referring to keloid scarring and a history of it yeah i always do that because it's really important like what yeah. if somebody does have that problem and i do microneedling and yeah six months down the road they have keloids on their skin on their face nobody yeah. wants that and that's a walking talking lawsuit <laughs> yeah, no kidding. yeah. And you're just gonna stay up at night thinking about them so next question is what are growth serums or growth factors or stem cells and why do we need it in our treatments so stem cells or growth factors are similar cells in our body that actually would produce other healthier cells and they're anti-inflammatory when you cause micro injuries you're creating inflammation so using stem cells would counteract that and decrease the inflammation and also what they do is that they send signals to our bodies to our skin cells to create healthier skin cells Stem cells can sometimes come from adipose tissue, it can come from placenta, it can also come from human bone marrow. But when the companies that we have, such as ProCell, they're not using directly somebody's placenta. <laughs> uh, what they do is that they create sister cells, like daughter cells, same, not sister, daughter cells, we call them. And when you are creating similar cells from a parent cell, you create it in the lab, it has the same formula, same structure, same same benefits everything it's just synthetically made so that way everybody's body can accept it because you know we have blood types and we cannot accept somebody else's body fluid or body anything it just our body is just going to reject it as a foreign object and it's going to cause um infection so that's why um they made it in the lab but it has the same uh structure same formula everything as of the stem cells uh the human stem cells the placental uh stem cells so it's very effective and that's why i think it's a great thing to add in your treatment because you're going to see better results with your clients they're going to see faster results they're going to see less inflammation and it's also going to give them uh long-term effects that's why i think stem cells should be part of the treatment or your protocol i personally do not like doing microneedling with hyaluronic acid i like to use uh, stem cells and when you get this book that i'm talking about it also talks about stem cells growth factors and all of those things and different forms of growth factors how they interact in our body and what kind of growth factors we need so yes i absolutely do suggest them and i think you should definitely add them in your treatment just charge them your clients the the price it's costing you and 
you would be good. Don't do microneedling for $150 and just stamping the needle. Offer them numbing cream. Offer them a hydrating sheet mask after the treatment. Offer them an aftercare kit. Offer them stem cells and charge them the price. And they don't need to actually get that done every month. They can get it done every two months, every three months. And they still see results. And I always tell people too, like, it's your timeline. I can tell you what my timeline for you might be, like the best timeline that I can come up for. But at the end of the day, like, this is your journey, your skin like I'm just here yeah. to do it for you so you t- you tell me what your timeline is and what you can do and that's what we'll do if and I can have you in here once a month I would love I would to have do it once a month yeah but if you cannot do once a month let's do every two months let's do every three yeah. months and just know that the more you take care of something the more you're going to see results another question that we got asked is um does longer needles deeper depth equal better results and no not necessarily like Razia was saying earlier even sometimes when you're needling at a deeper depth you can actually be causing new problems keloid scarring um hyper and hypopigmentation there are things that can go wrong when you needle too deeply and it's not yeah. an appropriate time to do it however there are times that you can needle for deep like if you're working on the body if we're working on a huge cesarean scar or maybe we're doing some stretch marks or something like that you can go pretty deep on the body but on the face it's not always necessary we don't need to go 3.0 yeah. <laughs> into yeah. the skin really staying under 1.0 needle depth is perfect also keep in mind when you're dealing with deeper wrinkles deeper fine lines my ideal depth is uh, 0.75 to 1 millimeter mm-hmm. that's the max i go yeah. usually with everybody else who are maintaining the results i keep it 0.5 millimeter why because when you're doing 0.5 millimeter you're actually hitting the dermis layer so that's all you need and if you want to go deeper layer of dermis layer yes you can go up to zero point like 1.5 2.5 but you don't need to it's not necessary again when you read the book it is going to explain why needle depth is very important less is more in this situation 0.5 2.5 to 0.5 millimeter is ideal for those clients who are trying to maintain. Also, dermal needling is divided into two sections. Anything um, above uh, 0.5 is considered the medical dermal needling, and anything below that, like 0.25 millimeters or even smaller than that, is considered cosmetic dermal needling. So, if your client wants to do a cosmetic dermal needling at home, sometimes they have like stamping devices like Banish. If they know how to disinfect it and do it, they're not going that in depth. They're not yeah. causing any like there. There's no blood vessel. Your der- epidermis layer is avascular, so they're not causing any bleeding. So that's why it is safe to go at up to 0.25 but anything above that I think you should see an esthetician you should do it properly (laughs) you should not like do it at home and um, you will still see results with the with the cosmetic needling what happens is that the product penetration improves keratinization improves and we also do have melanin cells that are like our um, melanocytes that are in our epidermis so when you're doing at home cosmetic uh, dermal needling what happens is that you're basically preventing hyperpigmentations so a superficial I'm okay with I'm still like not a big fan of it I'm still okay because sometimes people do not disinfect properly they don't yeah. do take precautions they're buying shit what from eBay and Amazon too. like they don't understand that if the needle like even the tiny particle of the needle breaks into the skin and stays yes. there like come on like check your needles before you put it on your face every single time <laughs> until you die yeah and just so actually just don't do it just don't do it <laughs> in case if somebody is doing it i know people will still do it i yeah. know that people do that i would rather give them the right tools to know yeah. how to do it safely than to like do it the wrong way yeah 
um, I can be selfish, but like, you know what, fuck up your skin and just come here. I'll take care of it. <laughs> but that's just not me. Yeah, I just try at to least like give you the proper information and like making them aware. There's so many times I've told my clients, like, make sure you're checking your needles like quite frequently because they can break, they can bend, they can come off in your skin. The, yeah. Like they really don't even think about that. And you know, why would you, these devices are not advertising that as part of the product. Yeah. But when I tell them that their faces are instantly like, oh shit. Yeah, I really want to explain like to people when they're doing dermal needling at home, the cosmetic, I want them to only go to 0.25. Yeah. That's completely safe. You're only staying in the epidermis. You're not going to the dermis. That is safe. But do not try to go all the way in your dermis yeah. and poking those blood vessels and causing extra injury. So yes, the needle depth really does matter. You don't necessarily need to go all the way in depth and have like the deepest depth in order to see results. Yeah. You will still see good results with 0 0.5, 0 0.75, or even one millimeter. Yeah. I personally do not like to go too much in depth unless somebody has extremely bad wrinkles, like it's yeah. deep, deep. Then, big, yeah. It really depends on what you're working on. Honestly, yeah. Like start That's with that and make that your first question. What are we addressing? What are we working on? What part of the body are we working on? What does the skin look like? Yeah. What condition is it in? And then then decide your needle depth from there. Because one depth is not for all. On the forehead, you can't go that in depth. No. So just please don't do that either. No. Poking people at like 2.5 millimeter, like just <laughs> hitting their skull. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So a common question with like all treatments is can it be done while pregnant and breastfeeding? There are quite a few treatments that cannot be done while pregnant or breastfeeding. However, microneedling is not one of them. You can definitely do microneedling while you're pregnant and or breastfeeding. Again, it's a holistic treatment. Your body is creating all of the new collagen and elastin and cell turnover. So totally fine. Yeah. I won't personally use the uh, stem cells or anything of that sort, just in case to be sure. safe. I I have personally been through miscarriages and I, the first thing pops in my head, oh, is it because I did this thing? So honestly, sure. just to be safe, um, if you feel like you're not comfortable taking the clients, just ask them, hey, can you get a letter from your doctor? Yeah just a letter That's the best insurance just have them check with their doctor and it's yeah. so easy you can like email your doctors and get um like right inside the app you can like literally message your doctors and the app stands for you by the end of the day let them know hey this is the treatment i'm getting is it safe and yeah. if they tell you yeah sure i definitely wouldn't use stem cells or growth factors for yeah. them just a needle in itself or hyaluronic acid is completely fine but stem or cells are PRP. great yeah if you offer prp that's always a great solution too if you feel weary about um the product you're putting on the skin prp is always a great yeah option. great option to go with not my best option but definitely better than not putting anything on their skin yeah. at all so <laughs> because everybody's um blood quality and how sure. their health is their their platelets how it's going to be i don't know how effective it's going to be for their skin yes the platelets definitely do have growth factors so they do help mm -hmm. but they're not as effective as the stem cells or growth factors that are lab made sometimes because let's just agree when technology is involved shit gets better so <laughs> yeah that's just how it is how do i prep my skin for this treatment for me i stop any retinols or active ingredients benzoyl peroxide yeah. uh those are the ones that can actually cause a little irritation i don't 
don't over exfoliate the skin yeah so the best way to go about it is to um maybe add one exfoliant in their routine make sure that they're not using benzoyl peroxide mm-hmm. but the way i would do is that honestly i never do a microneedling on the first appointment I always do a treatment first, basically um, just to get them ready, enzyme treatment, or maybe it's a light chemical peel, and then I let them know to come back, and then I put them on home care routine. The reason I don't personally like to be on tretinoin or stronger retinols is that the skin can feel very sensitive, and when you're doing the treatment, it can cause extra irritation, and most of my clients are skin of color, so extra irritation leads up to hyperpigmentation, so you want to just avoid that, that's why. I always like to check too if my clients already have a good home care routine and if they don't have a good home care routine I do like to get them on something for a couple weeks before yeah do any kind of needling and it's also really hard for me to tell you what product they should use because I personally don't put them on any specific like one product everybody's routine is different everybody's like skin is so different so I always customize it for them but I just make sure I'm not putting them on extra heavy actives next point is pricing and that is from the business perspective that i want to share with you guys when you are setting up your prices please please don't be so freaking cheap i know some estheticians that are just like selling microneedling for a hundred dollars 150 if you're buying good shit for your clients it's gonna cost Skincare mm-hmm. is expensive. It's not going to be for $100, $150. Yeah. The standard price for microneedling goes anywhere from, example, $300 to $700. And also depends how much it's costing you. Like if a needle tip is costing me $70, bucks, if I'm charging you $100 for a microneedling, what am I fucking making off of that? Yeah. Nothing. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay the freaking business? Yeah. So always keep in mind, how much is your whole overhead cost? Please include the processing fee. A lot of the time people do not include processing fees in in the cost of their treatment. So I always add like an extra five to $10 on top of whatever I am offering just to cover the processing fee. On top of that, aftercare kit. Are you offering any aftercare kits? So the prices are going to be different. If you're offering aftercare kit, please include the price for the aftercare kit as well. Now, if you're not doing aftercare kit and you want to ask your client to buy it, that's your choice. I personally like to just give my clients one price and I tell them this is going to be for $450. We're going to be doing numbing. It's and It includes extraction. It includes dermaplaning. It includes LED red light therapy. It also includes a sheet mask. It also includes the stem cells and it also includes an aftercare kit. I swear yeah. to God, people just are so happy. They're like, okay, oh, yeah. 450 for all of this, great. But yeah. if I tell them it's 200 50 if we do this but also another extra $50 for this and extra $100 for this it ends up being the same cause so why not just give them a package totally and if you just if you just price your services appropriately from the start if you do decide to run a promo or cut somebody a little bit of a discount it's gonna feel much more comfortable and make more sense to you because you've already you won't be losing priced your yeah 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 definitely what you have to factor in is that you don't have health insurance you have no life insurance you don't you're your own boss you're making your money so like you have to pay bills you have to pay marketing money so you're not taking the whole hundred and fifty dollars home you're not taking three hundred fifty dollars home there's like overhead costs and other things. You're probably going to take home $100 out of it. The yeah. rest is going to go into the expenses. Right. So please do keep that thing in mind as well. Yeah. And when you're setting so up the true. prices. It's so true. And I think that's something that the outside doesn't realize. Because people be yeah. like, why Why are these treatments so expensive? Or why is this product so expensive? It's like... It's because it's costing us. You, do you really want to see this checklist? 
Yeah, please, please yeah. come see how much it cost us to buy those mm-hmm. stem cells on those tiny freaking jars of like growth factors. Yeah. It's expensive. So whatever it's like brand is selling us, we're going to do something that was going to make sense to you and to yeah. us as well. Like all the pro- products we honestly sell, it's a it's a set price from the brand. Yeah, we're not choosing. We're not even choosing the price. We don't even have that autonomy to like basically right. be like, you know what, let's change the cost. No, we can't. Yeah. So most of the time with treatments as well, brands tell you that your minimum is is for example 350 anything above that yeah. it's up to you so the minimum for ProCell, what my uh, rep has told me is 350 now if I'm adding extra things in it like chemical peels in it and stuff then I can charge over yeah. top of that and also it's going to be different from state to state one state the rent is right. low the other state is like living cost is so expensive yeah. so you have to charge more to make up for that so everywhere the pricing is going to be different the last question is, can this treatment be done in summer? Absolutely, yes. As long as you're taking care of yeah. the skin. Just make sure you're taking care of the skin. You're using your sunscreen. You're protecting the skin. You absolutely can do it in summer. Treat the skin as an open wound because right. that's what it is. If you do go out for a little bit, come home, clean your face. Yes. Get things clean again. Be sanitary. And also keep in mind when you're like driving and stuff and the car is like really hot, when you yeah. just go sit right away and the heat is there for like next 10 minutes. And you're sweaty yeah and your skin is gonna feel really like bad yeah, and so plus yeah and you're triggering melanocytes to create more melanin so yeah. on the areas where there's open wound where there's like tiny needle uh holes that's where you're gonna have more pigmentation yeah. so please avoid that yes anything you can do um advanced and like summertime as well as long as you are doing your proper aftercare yep just be mindful be smart take care of it and you're fine yes don't go sit by the pool 12 hours after you get needled. Anyways, guys, <laughs> that's all we have for this week. We'll see you guys next week with another topic, with another info. Keep, keep glowing, keep, keep growing. growing. Bye. <laughs> Bye.